All right. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Everything Virtual. I am Zane here with Ronnie. Ronnie, how's it going, man? It's going well. Yeah. I finally, remembered how, to, I finally remembered how to do the old school introductions. <laughs> yeah. It's just muscle memory, right? You it's just, just muscle get memory. Back I mean, in the flow of things. And... Yeah, I, th- I think I think for the last couple of episodes, I was I was a little off my game, but now we're now we're back. So <laughs> so we'll try to keep it with the same old same old. Uh, but cool, man. So let's. I'd say let's just dive straight in. We got a couple of topics here that came up over the past week, and I think there is some interesting developments happening. So the, yeah. the first one, and I, I don't, I mean, if you have a preference, well, yeah. no, let's let's just do tilt brush first. So yeah, let's do it. So Google decided that they are going to nix tilt brush. They are no longer going to continue uh, development and support, but they've made it open source and. I haven't had a chance to look into all the things that have happened since they made it open source, but it sounds like there's some really cool stuff happening already. Yeah, no, that's what, I mean, the, that was the big story is they just kind of, you know, kind of made the dual announcement. So supposedly people were pushing to get it open source even before that. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of bittersweet to, on one hand here that they were discontinuing their development of the product. But mm-hmm. then at the same time, also releasing it open source to let uh, people kind of get their their hands dirty with it and really get a chance to to come up with some creative uses for the application. Um, I mean, Tilt Brush is a staple in VR at this point. I mean, there's definitely folks out there that have kind of used Tilt Brush as and like a special type of art platform. Yeah, um, I mean, really came up with some creative. Really cool. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So, um, so yeah, so. So we've already seen now from this uh, from Tiltbrush going open source a project called Multibrush come out, which is mm-hmm. a free multiplayer version of Tiltbrush uh, that you can get on the Quest. I, uh, my understanding is it's a side quest feature, which I mean we'll get into some of that stuff in, in sure. our next topic. Um, but yeah, there's uh, I, I saw a version of Tiltbrush. Someone ported it over to Magic Leap, so they were using their hands to draw in the air. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, in their environment. So they like drew a stick figure that was sitting in a chair and like all, all kinds of like fun stuff cool. like that. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's cool. Like Tilt Brush has always been one of those like kind of neat project type games that you like in, in, in watching uh, mixed reality videos and stuff. It's just like gives, gives people that haven't gotten a chance to try VR kind of a special glimpse mm-hmm. into some of the possibilities that the medium provides. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's sad to see it go. Um, as far as, you know, Google support, I think one of the main questions on that front was kind of like Google obviously is showing that they're kind of completely exiting the VR space for the most part. Like that's they, what I was going to bring up is like, okay, they, this, yeah, yeah cause they, they had other product products too. Like they, when, when they had a Google daydream, uh, mm-hmm. headsets and all of that stuff, they already phased that out. Now they're phasing out Tilt Brush. Um, obviously, there's still like Google Earth, I think, which is still supported. And mm-hmm. they also own Al- Alchemy Labs, which um, after this announcement, they kind of doubled down and said, no, 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 like we're totally supported by the company. Um, they're working on some new project that we don't know what it is. Yeah. Um, but they okay. said that they're, they're, they all kind of have their heads down on that project. So, I mean, you never know with a company like Google. I mean, they, they also yeah. recently uh, kind of, completely nixed their internal game studio development for stadia 
mm-hmm. which is like Stadia still is going to be continue is going to still continue, but like that's kind of a big deal that they they hired on like yeah. hundreds of people and now they're kind of I mean Google's such a big company, apparently most of those people are getting like reshuffled into different positions. Mm-hmm. But it's still just like, yeah, you have to wonder what Google's thinking in terms of like what their analysis is of, of VR and what they think their role is going to be. Like obviously Facebook, Apple, which we talked about, you know, before, um, is is potentially entering the space. So like you would think Google would have a vested interest in kind of keeping a foothold there. Maybe just tilt brush isn't that foothold and maybe they have yeah. some other ideas, but I don't know. It's interesting. It, it is. And I, you know, there's, there's a certain uh, nostalgic element because of the fact that the tilt brush was one of those, like, I don't know if it was a launch title, but yeah, it came least, out like with, at uh, least for I, me, it was, I don't know if it the, was an original. It, I mean, it came out when I, it was out when I got my vibe. And okay. Like, so, so yeah. day one vibe, it was, day it was one out. Vibe. yeah, I, so, I don't, I don't know if it was available before that, like, as, for any of the okay. dev kit like i I never had used tilt brush like mm-hmm. on a on a previous dev kit because the thing is like you have to have six degrees of freedom in order to enjoy it yeah. like you have to have the motion controller so really before uh the the oculus rift and the vive came to market there really weren't any like all-in-one like set setups like that really yeah gotcha no no i yeah. I, I mean it's it's been here since the beginning so there's an element of like, okay, the fact that they made it open source is awesome, right? Because now people can really dive in and there's a lot of really cool things happening. The flip side, which you you brought up, and that's that's the the other half of it that I was going to get into is what what does this mean for Google in VR? And they have already been kind of nixing or exiting out of their previous projects. But like your point, this to me is too big of a space to not not have, have something tech company have a piece yeah. of pie right especially so, considering others are still putting money into it and still yeah like like even if even if like they're internally they've decided at this point like they don't think it's going to be big or like who knows what they think right mm-hmm. they still just for risk management to make sure they have something there in case they need it I'm sure they still are going to be working on all this stuff. So. Yeah. And, and to, to play devil's advocate, I, I'm looking at this and I, I don't remember how much tilt brush ended up being, but I remember at some point it was like 30 bucks, right? Yeah. Um, like I, I think so. Early on in the beginning. And so, and it's now a five-year-old title. So we, I, I think from a prudent financial standpoint, there's some of this that kind of makes sense, right? Where it's just like, they're not going to continue development on on a five year old project when when you can see VR is accelerating at uh, a very high rate. So I can understand it from that standpoint. It's more so just the the idea of like <laughs> the the abandonment of projects, right? And yeah. It's more so uh, hopefully the fact that they're they're working on something new. And it yeah. sounds like it sounds like that's the case that nobody can really talk about it, but they are working on certain things. Um, uh, one thing I did want to follow up on with you, cause I, I have not been following the space, but stadia was, there was so much hype when it came out and I know that it didn't deliver the way people were hoping it would. What, what happened with that? Can you give me like I mean, a, a two minutes? I mean, the bottom yeah. line with stadia, I think is just, they never nailed down the, the business model mm-hmm. part of it. Like I, I mean, from day one there, they made a really strong, um, 
marketing push mm -hmm. just in terms of like the technology sounded amazing and there was a lot of potential there but i think because they didn't have the right pricing model people just weren't interested and i think that's what mm -hmm. i mean it it's still like the there's people out there that have used it and speak highly of it like that it works well if you have good internet that sort of thing but the bottom line is i think they present when they presented it it kind of looked like it could potentially be like a netflix of games where yeah. you could just have access to games and just you know on any device click any kind of link instantly pull up the game be in a specific area like a lot of the stuff they talked about was just mind-blowing instead you just you know you have to buy all of the games they're all full price but you don't own anything okay. you have to you can only stream it off of their servers so like it just didn't have enough of a like they didn't give you enough of a reason up front to pay for this cert like none of those features really work the way that the way, they the could way. have yeah if okay. like if 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 every if if you could just pay like a monthly subscription or have access to all the games and then all of a sudden everybody that's interacting online has access to all, all the games too and all that kind of stuff i can yeah. see how it would have been a really cool you know ecosystem to be a part yeah. of but as it st stood it was more geared towards people that didn't have computers or or consoles that wanted to be able to stream but also had really fast internet like uh, there it was kind of like a, an odd like it requires really fast internet but you know it's you also have to buy all the games full price yeah okay and, I, and it's it's inferior to most like most people that would have a console or like or a good pc why it's would going you to be a this? worst experience no. to that so like it's just interesting okay yeah it, 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 i just think they botched the the business model and and everybody was like the first initial reveal at gdc it looked really really cool but everybody wondered well but how is the how are you going to buy games yeah, so everybody, kind of everybody like liked that. the idea of it before seeing the full detail. Yeah, but then wow. when they gave those details, it's like, oh, well, that doesn't sound great. And then, <laughs> and then it, and then it released, and yeah, just kind of, they never changed it. And yeah. and now, I mean, for all we know, maybe they are, maybe they're, maybe so. So along that same line, they they positioned it as this like future facing platform that was going to do all these amazing things that normal traditional consoles just can't do because. You know they're all in the cloud now and they were also going to be double downing on creating an internal game studio that was comprised of you know the late like some of the brightest minds from other places that they kind mm -hmm. of pulled together to make stadia games and we never got to see what those folks were working on because before they released any of their own titles as far as i know they closed down the studio so their 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 official position is Stadia is going to continue. Yeah. And they're it's just now they're from operating for the last couple of years, they're now realizing that they need to just focus more on third party content, that sort of thing. Interesting. So I mean, maybe this is a way of pivoting to being kind of a platform that could provide some of those, I don't know, provide access. Yeah. Like I, I still think ultimately Stadia could be really cool. If it was some kind of a monthly subscription mm -hmm. and you could just play games anywhere, like 
I mean, if if that were the case, I would buy into it. But I can't. Yeah. I'm not going to buy a sixty dollar game just so I can play that game when I'm on the go. That's yeah. like on a on a streaming device. Like I, I know some people do that with like you know with other consoles and stuff. But come on, yeah. I, it's funny because I'm like comparing it now to Apple's Apple Arcade, and I feel like that what they were going for is what Apple did, but on a much smaller scale, right? Like it's $5 a month. Your whole family gets it for five bucks a month and you can play it on any device. And they got in-house developers to create games that were just, you know, and and these aren't like triple a games, but, but, but but you also install those on your device too. So they're not like, like, like it's not like you're streaming the games on, on your iPhone. Oh yeah. So true. true. No, so, so, but so, but so my point is like, in some in some ways they took the the best side like i mean i still think there's something that stadia could provide the world right Mm -hmm. like there's something about if you're able to stream games there's some advantages to being able to do that at a high quality level like but it's just no one could take advantage of any of those supposed benefits if the system doesn't create them and and if it's not something that everybody's a part of like imagine if 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 they had created YouTube or like imagine if YouTube had had launched and YouTube you had to pay for content from day one mm-hmm. and you could only like so when people share things like you could only you could only check it out if you were if a you paid subscriber too, yeah. like no one would have like I mean how many years did it take them to finally release something like YouTube Red slash yeah. Premium. To, like, like they really had to get people used to the idea of this has value before mm-hmm. people were willing to pay even like even like a subscription service to that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like, same thing with with Apple. They've had people. You've been buying all kinds of free games and stuff on your on on your iPhone for a long time before they decided, hey, let's find a way. To, like now, people are used to playing games on their phones. Mm-hmm. Now we'll come up with the service. Like I feel like like Google kind of jumped the gun and maybe there just was no way to do it other than that. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. Like I, like I never, like I, when I first was pitched the idea, Mm -hmm. I thought it sounded amazing. And no, I remember we we were at GMT and you're like, this is going to change gaming. Yeah. And it's like two years later, I'm just like, what happened to it? (laughs) Yeah, no, nothing. And it's just because like, because of the pricing model, like I still think if like tomorrow they changed, it was a completely dead. I mean, at this point though, they have also lost momentum. So they kind of, yeah. And I mean, I just, I just look at it compared to other, other studios or publishers. Like, I mean, I mean, Epic games, right. Where like they're giving games away for free or like some of their top games are available for free. And like yeah. their whole thing is like in-app purchases. So you, you see, and that's the what they should have like, imagine they did, yeah. did that kind of stuff with this service. Like, like, yep. I, I, and there is a use case for people not having the hardware to play good games, being able to play good games. Like, yeah. Okay. But, let's let's. Anyways, let's. That was a long back. diversion. I yeah. was I was gonna say I because mean, I I mean I could actually talk about this even more, but I feel like I feel like we should we should try to flip it back to VR related content. <laughs> Man, what is with Google with Google and their their execution on these? Uh, Okay, so fine. If we're if we're gonna go a little bit further down the road, <laughs> the, one, the one thing that came to mind was the fact that like, you know, Google has definitely hit some home runs, but but they have had some duds along the way too, right? And so I guess I shouldn't be as surprised with Stadia because you look at 
what, what was it? Google Circle or Google something? Um, it's weird because they like kind of double down on things quite a bit, but then they are also willing to just like, like, but I don't know. It's like, it's like they didn't do enough early. due diligence to like, like they have an idea and it's half baked, but then they just put full resources towards a half baked idea. And then like before they know. even like, I don't know. It's just strange because I mean, Google did great with YouTube. Gmail is phenomenal, right? Like they, like they have, they have all these like temple and, and Android, right? The fact that they, so, but I, what was the name of the, the social network that they were putting out there to try? Oh, to Google plus. Was it Google plus? Yeah. I think so. Google, Google plus. I, I just feel like they, there've been like definitely some strikeouts, right. To go along with their home runs. So for sure. And Go, look, like Google glass, it glass, Google like, glass. Uh, yeah. So like, like so, so I mean, it's kind of like they've already, like, I don't know if they were just too early to the table or what, but like, it's kind of funny that we're talking about Apple and Facebook and, and like Google's kind of already been there, done that, like yeah. failed and moved on. But <laughs> <laughs> like, like I, I don't really, Without even ever making a real statement about it, like no yeah, one was that yeah. interested to begin with, and maybe, maybe they're just too early to the party. Or, or, or you know, I think it comes down to what you said. Uh, execution, I think, is a big part of it. And yeah. if they're not executing in a way that makes sense, no, nor do they have like I don't, I don't see Android users galvanize the same way that I see Apple users, right? And, and I'm, I'm obviously biased because like most of my stuff is Apple, but yeah, it's like people who have like a Samsung. Like I get it. I get it when people look at Apple and they're just like, oh, that it's a cult. Like people who have like Apple products, like it's a cult. But that also says something about like the relationship that people have with the product, right? Um, whereas I, I look at Samsung phones or, or Android phones in general, and it's perfectly serviceable, but there's not this um there's not this like emotional I, I was about to say emotional attachment but there isn't this, there isn't this like emotional or like visceral element of like really wanting to support the company and it being a part of the ecosystem so <clears throat> i don't know what it is i don't know what it is i mean they like i said i'm not i'm not trying to like take shots at google because obviously they they're a you know billion several hundred billion dollar company and they have definitely done quite a few things right it it just i, I use i use gmail and all kinds yeah, of different like, like online apps through google like Oh yeah, search, search engine, right? I mean, like Google it is a yeah. thing. So, okay, hold on. We don't need to defend the fact that we're not taking shots at Google. I, to, me, <laughs> to me, it was more so just, it was interesting because we were talking about the context of gaming and then Tiltbrush and and Google kind of like nixing projects. So I that Stadia just popped into my mind for some reason. But yeah, I, I would just <clears> be really fascinated to know, like, yeah, I mean, it's <clears throat> a, a, an amazing company with a lot of brilliant people working for it. So I'm curious as to kind of, how the company sees these types of pro like like obviously it's kind of like a joke slash meme at this point like google like abandons projects like yeah like not a thing right i just wonder what the grand scheme like what allows them to do that so free-flowingly and like what are their goal like maybe they just have different goals from these projects that we don't really know about i mean yeah well i mean i mean and again this is all pure speculation but the two things that come to mind is one uh, they have the money to do it and to just throw things to throw things out there that are half baked and not fully thought out. But if it hits, then they double down on it. Yeah. Um, or the other, the other aspect is like, are they, are they at a place where they're being spread too thin? Right. Like they're, yeah. they're across so many different platforms, industries and, and, and services. So, so maybe it's just a matter of resources where it's just like, Hey, we want to try everything. Right. 
but we also don't necessarily have the resources. So let's let's take the throw everything at the wall approach and see what sticks, and then whatever does, we can double down on. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, look. I'm, we, yeah, we're speculating until until we until we get the the CEO of of Alphabet to jump on the show and you know <laughs> talk about their strategy. You know, you know, we can always speculate. They're but. gonna defend themselves. You know, they're, they're gonna watch this this episode and they're gonna be like, man, like somebody has to go on this show and get the message straight. Just- I mean, hey, that that would be phenomenal. Uh, you are <laughs> welcome anytime on the show. Please let us know what your plans are, both within VR and outside of VR. We would be very happy to share your side of the story when it comes to this tilt brush and stadia fiasco. (laughs) (laughs) No, not a fiasco. Um, But yeah, so, okay, let's let's take it back to VR and uh, we'll talk about one of the big players in VR that seems to be doing a lot of the right things. Now, uh, I'm going to have you kind of take the lead on this, but Oculus announced app lab and i feel like you've had a chance to dive into this a little bit more than i have but sure the basic understanding that i have is we're going to be able to directly link with other platforms like SideQuest. yeah so cool. i mean essentially it, it's kind of strange because like so a while back oculus made the announcement that they were going to they were going to come up with some type of a side store or something where developers could release titles for the quest that otherwise weren't approved to be sold in the normal Oculus regular app store. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like, I mean, going way, way back, there was always this issue with, with, with the quest and how the store was being curated when Oculus first released the quest, Mm -hmm. because the, you know, kind of historically speaking, VR is supported by indie development and a lot of the, the most innovative titles of came from the indie community. And so early VR was kind of, you know, developed and fostered that way. Just, you Mm -hmm. know, people just working on their own projects and releasing stuff onto stores and, and finding, uh, you know, a following that way. So when the quest came out, Oculus, you know, made it very clear that they were going to be curating the store because the Oculus quest was going to be, more of a like you know mass market friendly product and so they didn't want to have um like you know less polished titles on the store they didn't want anything they they wanted to maintain quality level so to speak mm-hmm. and so as a result of that they were kind of you know in some people's opinions kind of arbitrarily deciding what kind of games like they had it's almost like they had their own internal plan and their own turn in, internal way of of determining what types of games they wanted in their store and what types of games weren't. And some Mm -hmm. of it had to do with also just like how the game was presented to Facebook. Mm -hmm. So some developers had to figure out, you know, how to kind of PowerPoint pitch their projects in order to get, get it approved. Whereas other developers were like, no, I shouldn't have to do this. My game is, you know, super popular, blah, blah, blah. So there was a lot, you know, of, of kind of drama behind how Oculus was, was taking the store. So as a result of that, there was the development of kind of a side side loading project called SideQuest, which basically allowed users to, um, by connecting their quest to a PC and switching the quest into developer mode, they were then able to install software that wasn't approved by Oculus onto the device to be used. So that was, for a while there, that was the only way that you could get not you know any kind of 
games or software that weren't from the Oculus store onto mm -hmm. the Quest. You would have to do this side loading process. And side quest became the main way to do that. So side quest kind of became this its own thing. Well, I forget exactly when this was, but it, it might have been several months ago. Oculus did come out and say they had a plan to release kind of a side store, a, a method in which people could bring their titles to the quest without having to sideload. So they were going to make some kind of a like a developer store or something like that. And it wasn't exactly clear how they were going to do it. Well, now what they released, you know, this past week in February is what is, is their first kind of crack at that, which mm -hmm. is called, which is called the app lab. And essentially what it sounds like, it's kind of a weird, like on one hand, it wasn't, it isn't quite as like obvious as I thought it was going to be. Like I thought they could just kind of like with what Xbox did a while back where they had a developer store mm -hmm. on, on and, and just anyone could go like on their device to a special store. And it was, you know, you knew when you were going into that store that the, the games in that store were kind of rougher and more independent. And, but, but it was still curated just like a normal store. It was just a separate tab. Right. Mm -hmm. um, well, apparently uh, Oculus and Facebook, they don't want to take that approach. So instead they're kind of doing, it's kind of like half, half, like, they they're making this thing called app lab, which is just a way of, of officially running games that aren't from the Oculus store on your device, mm -hmm. but they don't, they're not having any kind of a mass list or anything like that where the, the games can be viewed, but it sounds like they're stored on Oculus servers from what I understand. Interesting. Okay. So literally I, as I, a, so, so as a developer, it sounds like you can, basically apply to have your app added to app lab. And I would assume that that's an easy process because the whole point of this is so that it's not curated and locked off like the normal app Oculus mm -hmm. store is. So I assume you sign up for an account as a developer, you basically get to like, as, as long as it passes certain like limited criteria, I would imagine it gets uploaded to the store kind of automatically, but there's no way to view the content on the quest like you can't go go onto the quest or into the oculus store and just see a list of games oculus is not going to keep like a centralized list that's public facing or anything like that what it's you do yeah, yeah. so, so it, but, it's not like early access on steam it's no it's a different okay. no so so like whereas yeah early access on steam is like you access all those games and you can you can charge for it as well yeah so so on this uh, apparently you can charge for it Okay. But it's just like, basically what this does is it makes it so for your average user, they don't have to switch the device over to developer mode and kind of jump through these weird hoops of connecting their their device to a PC in order to install the, the applications. Mm -hmm. Basically, they it gets rid of all that tricky part for, for normal folks out there that don't have, that mm -hmm. don't know how side loading works. But... They're also not going to like put the content out in front of just your average quest user. So, gotcha. so either, so either develop, so the developer of the content can either find their own way of, of getting people access to their game through like links on videos or whatnot. Like basically developers will be able to give out links to their content 
Mm-hmm. And when you click on that, it sounds like then it will, div- it'll, it'll like let you log in or something and, and basically download the game then to your device. And so I, I haven't tried it yet, so I don't know exactly, exactly how it works, but so you can either, but, but I do understand that that's that developers and individuals will be able to provide links to, uh, to app lab content mm-hmm. that then normal users like, like I wouldn't have to like, for example, like the main benefit here is if I wanted to like, let's say my cousin has an Oculus quest Two. If I wanted to let them try a game that wasn't in the Oculus store before, mm-hmm. I would have to explain to them that they need to de- sign up for a developer account and switch their quest over to developer mode and get a PC that'll connect to their device and install SideQuest and download the game through SideQuest and upload it onto the the device. Now, if you wanted to run code that's not not included in the Oculus Store, you could simply send them a link, and the link will just let them just install the game from App Lab. Mm, But, But they won't be able to find the game on their own outside of like f- having some link or something on the internet point them in that direction mm-hmm. or or what the what the kind of the when i said 50 50 they're partnering with sidequest apparently apparently they worked with sidequest yeah okay, on this. I and so, so i i wonder if part of this was also their response like uh, a lot of people have been critical of oculus oculus has the reputation of kind of you know working with uh, developers that have successful products like this, and then slowly but surely integrating some of those features into mm-hmm. their platform and then kind of cutting the cord, so to speak. And so uh, there was a lot, I mean, around the time of uh, them talking about, you know, some of this stuff, I mean, I feel like the side quest people always seemed fairly uh, positive about this mm-hmm. development, but there was a, like VR desk, uh, VR desktop and big screen the developer behind big screen, those folks like are always worried about Oculus kind of eventually one day cutting them off from, you know, their kind of their own official, like, like basically that behind the scenes, like like Oculus wants to be in control of Mm -hmm. watching on their platform, not, you know, have big screen be in charge of that. stuff. So So like, there's kind of this, like on one hand you need to work with them, but on the other hand, there's this kind of like, you know, scary kind of weird. So to me, it sounds pretty awesome that Oculus was able to find a way to make it easier to side to play, you know, content that used to have to be sideloaded, but also still continue to have a strong role for SideQuest. So SideQuest, it sounds like, is going to curate the the content. So like I told you, develop these indie developers can can give out links to their software. And people can find their App Lab games that way, or, mm-hmm. or you can go to the SideQuest website. You can install SideQuest, but you can also just go to the website, and the website will basically uh, curate all of the list of all the titles that are going to that that basically are are in App Lab, but then also that the developers chose to be added to SideQuest. So it's almost like like SideQuest is partnering with Oculus. So it sounds like yeah. okay. if, if I, it, it kind of sounds like that I could be wrong on this. So someone listening, if they know otherwise, let me know. It sounds like when when developers are 
are adding their games to App Lab, they're going to get some kind of a question of like, would you like this content to be added to SideQuest? And then it'll be then added to a list. You probably then make a SideQuest kind of, you know, storefront. And you can even sell your game through SideQuest. And now, and that's just kind of like, a, almost like a, like, like they're doing the curating part mm-hmm. off of the Oculus store. But then Oculus is just allowing that, that data to kind of come through them more easily to where it's not. So it's, it's interesting. Yeah. yeah well, it, I mean, we're talking about, we're talking about the benefit, uh, what the potential benefits would be right for, for Oculus. And that's, that's a big part of it that I was going to bring up is the, is the data, right? What, what is the benefit for them? What are they getting out of it? Yeah. Now from, all of a sudden so, you're right. You're totally so like, right. That's I, and so you, now you, that, now they get to, the now the they get all of side quest data, huh? huh? Well, I, yeah. So the, I feel like they'll be able to, to take that and not, you know, look, I'm not going to like, not in a nefarious way, but in sure. a in a business positive way where it's just like, okay, well, we, by, by, by creating this platform or this link for people to use such and such, like we can gather more data about who's playing what or what's popular or where should we, we be focusing our resources? I mean, like at the end of the yeah. day, like they're not the only company doing this, right? Like no, data, data is, data is like the, the digital oil or digital gold, however people want to talk about it. It's like, that's, you know, that's, that's where the value lies. And especially for them as a, in terms of business intelligence and business um, analysis, I think that, that that's where my head first went to yeah. where it's like, okay, what's yeah. the benefit for them? That makes sense. That totally makes sense. No. And and then, and the kind of funny thing is like John Carmack, who like we've talked about him in the past, mm-hmm. he's a pivotal figure, you know, in the gaming world and also, you know, at Oculus, even though he's kind of moved on from Oculus, at least to some degree. Mm-hmm. Um, but he still, you know, has his involvement, and he had he had said something basically recently, like um, if a game is successful <laughs> in the app lab, it doesn't guarantee that they're going to co- be uh, brought over to the Oculus Store. Mm-hmm. But he would kind of like internally mock anyone that would kind of ignore what the data suggests should be yeah. done about a title. So, so it is to say, like, just because you do on the app lab doesn't mean you're going to be brought into the store. But it sounds like Oculus is also going to use this kind of an incubation, you know, type yeah. uh, program too. It, you know, if they if they have the resources for it, it's it's like it's like outsourcing the idea generation and information on like what what can and potentially you know will be successful on the platform. Uh, and and the thing is, there you know these these indie developers who are putting their stuff on there in a sense, are doing all the marketing for them. Because if they can build up a player base or a, a user base for this on their own, yep. and it's, you know, and, and look, at the end of the day, it's it's not only this. Like it, Speaking about it out loud reminds me of, of what modern day record labels do, where it's just like, you know, everybody, uh, all, all of these like unsigned artists, the the only time that a record label will approach you is when you don't need them anymore, right? Because you've done all the work to like build your your business up. So you're gonna have all <laughs> these developers who like build build their platform out or build their their title out and and get you know a base around it. And 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 that's not to say that you know it's it's not I, I don't want to look at it as like a purely negative. Of course people yeah, have yeah. bad experiences, but it's just like there's an element to this of like okay you're gonna have these these indie developers bootstrapping their way through and they, if they do strike gold then Oculus is going to come with a, with a boatload of picks and shovels, right? So like yeah, that, yeah. 
that's that's the the idea for it and if if it's working for people and if it can bring more and and oculus has the resources to do that then that's great but i i can totally totally understand some of the hesitations and reservations that people have when it comes to this right because at the end of the day if uh what is it if if the product is free to you you're the product right something yeah, like yeah. that right? so, <laughs> it's like you know so who who knows how 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 this will shake out but i i think that there's there's going to be quite a few wrinkles that will come from this in time and we'll see but but as as a start i think it's i think it's fascinating and, and i think that there's a lot of of really interesting things that can come from this uh and to me it's just oculus also kind of diversifying its bets by placing a small amount in terms of resources into just having having people um, or developers place their place their 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 platforms in an official way with Oculus, right? Yeah, and it's so. all still so new. So I mean, I I think I got most of those details right, but yeah. I also just just recently learned about it. So mm -hmm. I need to I need to try it out for myself. I need to kind of go to the SideQuest website, see how easy it is to get going, mm -hmm. um, see what it's like to bring a game over without actually doing a side load. Like I said, mm -hmm. I, I assume for your average consumer, that's going to mean triggering a download on your headset that you don't have to connect any kind of cable for or anything yeah. like that. So like I, it sounds like it's supposed to make all that stuff so easy. Um, but maybe we'll report back in a future episode once yeah. we actually get a well, chance we'll, to try it out. We'll be following it. Yeah, but yeah, if you if you once once we have some experience with it too, it might be worth checking. Yeah, back. no, that's what I'm. Uh, yeah, after reading about this, I need to go and check it out for myself. Cool, Matt. Well, is there anything else that you had in terms of Oculus or no. SideQuest or App Lab? No, not really. It's uh, yeah, what a yeah, big development conversation. Oh, we were, oh this, go ahead. This is like I'm not going to. We're not going to make this like a major conversation piece, but because it's timely, it supposedly there was a recent update to the Quest mm -hmm. that adds Facebook Messenger to the Quest. Interesting. They are really going hard at <laughs> yeah. these, uh, integrating <laughs> Oculus and Facebook. So Messenger is now in is the now Quest. In what in what way can you can you have a VR conversation with someone through Messenger? Because that might be. Cool. I'm the wrong person to ask because I don't have a Facebook account. Ah, so you're still you're you're grandfathered in with just a Quest account, right? Yeah. I mean, at some point, I guess I'll probably it'll be my my wife's Quest, and I can tie <laughs> it to her account because that. I don't want a Facebook account, but at least that's my that's my what, position right now. Can't you can't you just create one and keep everything on private? Yeah, probably. I guess you're right. Maybe I'll do that. You know what? My brother my brother left, or I mean, like close not close, but like you know, just yeah. deactivated his Facebook account several years ago, and then that's, I did the same thing. I, I, I and and I totally understand. And he he said his life was better for it, but then the rest of our family from around the world started getting onto Facebook and you know created like a family group and this chat so so he essentially came in he's like i had to go through and delete every single photo i had to remove every single friend yeah. and just have it so that i could have you know be be still connected to family in that way so yeah I, yeah why did i bring that oh for for you like if you wanted to create i mean you could create just a brand new profile if you wanted to that's probably i mean i deleted mine so yeah oh, so yeah so yeah. I mean, unless you want it to be your wife's quest, but yeah, then yeah. I'll, you'll be in a game and it'll be like her messages coming through. <laughs> so, we'll see. Cool, man. Um, all right. Well, 
We'll uh, we'll keep tracking this stuff for you guys. If you have any thoughts on this that you want to share, please make sure to leave them in the comments below or hit us up on Twitter if you are listening to the audio version of this podcast. But Ronnie, you have an awesome week for everybody listening. Have an awesome rest of your week or whenever you end up listening to this. And uh, we'll be back soon. Take care.